Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. For the first time, welcome aboard. This is Monday. Okay, we're there. All right. How are y'all doing today? Good. Good. Busy okay. morning. Hello. Hold on one sec, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Hello, Sister Miriam. Hi. Good morning. Everybody, well. welcome. Everybody, welcome aboard. Today is a live broadcast, Monday, August 28th, 2020. Hope you had a good weekend out there. And uh, we are ready for another marathon week. We've got three shows for you today. Coming up first, Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen. Coming to you from roncohen.org. And uh, Brother Ron, Sister Miriam. We, I'm uh, here. Good. We, we are back officially today on Blog Talk Radio after a two-month hiatus. So people... Yay can now listen three ways. Uh, you can go to MixLR. You've got the IceCast server. Now you've got Blog Talk. And with Blog Talk, actually, you can listen uh, via the web or by phone. Now we have a new phone number. And uh, to get that number, 
simply go to my website. I've got all that published there right now, omegamanradio.com. So for those that don't have Internet or minutes available on a phone and you want to listen to the show, you can listen by phone as long as you got long distance. So there we are. Praise the Lord. Amen. Shannon, can you give me the number real quick? Let me put it in here. Sure. Okay, our new blog talk number is area code 515-602-9734. Okay, and then take the other number out or keep them both? Uh, The other number is no longer ours. So when we set up an account, they just randomly uh, issue you a number. So that's our new number from now on. And um, today is the first day using it, so it'll take a while probably for people to uh, uh, get the alert. And uh, But starting today, uh, it's available. So I'm, I'm excited to be back there. We can do uh, phone calls again, uh, prophetic hotline, demon hotline, and all that You know, will come at the right time. So here we are. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you, Lord. So what we're going to share on this morning is what do I say or how do I speak? And uh, that's very good. Okay, we're ready to start whenever? Yes, sir. Take it away. Okay. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you for this time this morning. Thank you for Shannon and the ministry and Omega Man, Lord, reaching out to the ends of the earth via the radio waves. And Lord, I ask you to bless this teaching this morning. Lord, I thank you that we are able to receive it, Lord, by our spirit, not in our mind, Lord, not in our intellect, but Lord, we receive in our spirit. And so that, Father, we ask our soul to be at peace, to sit back, and our spirit man to rise up and receive and your spirit will receive it and your spirit will communicate it to your soul and your soul to your body but your soul is not the receptor of the realm of the spirit it's your spirit to spirit we live in this three-dimensional world But when you get into the spirit, you go into other dimensions. The next dimension is the fourth dimension. And we want to really live and function out of a fourth dimension. We want to function out of the realm of the spirit. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, what is that really saying? We live by believing and not by seeing. Or we live out of this fourth dimension and not in our third dimensional realm. In this third dimensional realm, you have our physical senses, you have your sight, your hearing, your feeling, your touch, your smelling. That's all in the physical realm, but we want to live out of the senses in the realm of the spirit. Our spiritual sight, our spiritual hearing, our spiritual feeling. There are feeling. You can feel in the realm of the spirit. There are seers, there are hearers, there are feelers. You can smell in the realm of the spirit, and there are many smells or um, odors, not quite the word, aromas 
that come out of the fourth dimension. So hearing and feeling and touching and seeing, um, all of that is living by faith, living by believing, and not living by what we see or by our sense knowledge. So that's where we're going this morning. We want to talk about how do we live and speak from that realm. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6 in the King James, New King James, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Now, flesh meaning then this carnal, three-dimensional realm. We walk, we physically walk in this earthly realm, but we do not warfare in this three-dimensional realm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not earthly, but they are mighty in God to pulling down strongholds. And we might say, okay, what's a stronghold? Well, you're going a full, uh, say, 70, 80 miles an hour down the highway, and you go around a sharp curve, and there's a tractor-trailer truck lying across all four lanes. I don't know if you have four lanes in in Bali, Shannon, but uh, uh, here we do. (laughs) Across all four lanes. One lane. You've come up (laughs) one lane. And that's for the scooters. Absolutely. And the tap taps. And if it was in India, that would have been also for the uh, for the cows. <laughs> but uh, if you've come come that and you've come up against a stronghold, a stronghold is something that gets set up in your mind, your imaginations. Okay, we're going to use that word right now. It's it's a biblical word. And that we need to then be able to tear down or take captive of these strongholds that are set up in the mind. Okay, these weapons are are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, okay, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, what high thing? Now, you mean you might immediately think, oh, something demonic. No, this is talking about thoughts. Every high thought that will exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And then it says, now, bringing every thought into captivity, bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is is fulfilled. So here it's talking about a warfare. The weapons we have are not carnal. We're not talking about guns and ammunition and karate and knives or anything in this physical realm. We are talking about spiritual weapons that God has given us to take captive of every thought in our own minds, my mind, your mind, in our minds, that (laughs) thinks against the ways of God, contradictory to the knowledge of God. So we want to come into a full knowledge of God and bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. I'll read it in the Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. For though we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign, employ human weapons, 
using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God. Now, this is in our minds. This is our thought life. This is not talking about a demonic attack. It's not talking about sickness or poverty. This is talking about within the realm of our minds, thoughts that rise up, that oppose God, oppose the word of God. And we are called then to take captive of these thoughts and bring them under uh, the obedience of Christ. Now, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that's rised up in a defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow down in obedience to the anointed one. Well, I know I need to do that. We all need to do that. Every thought, we capture it like a prisoner of war. Now, we're not talking about demons. We're talking, of, we're talking about your own thoughts, your mind, you know, that is, that is against the knowledge of God. Now, since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. Now, we can look at this up in other translations and go back to the original Greek, but it's pretty much saying the same thing. For though we are walking, we are living in this earthly realm we don't do warfare in this earthly realm. Our warfare is in the realm of the spirit. And our warfare here, it's not talking about against demons. Now, there certainly we do have warfare against the whole demonic realm. But here it's talking about against your mind. So we have to renew our minds that not only do we speak, but that we are thinking the word of God. We are thinking the word of God. <laughs> it just uh, crossed my mind for a moment there, Shannon. When you are learning a foreign language and that you, you learn, uh, well, right now I do Spanish and it's French and you have Indonesian there. When you're learning a foreign language, usually your mind is translating word by word when you're first starting what a word means and then it says you start to really know that language when you think in it when your mind is thinking but then it says you really know that language now when you dream in it so we need to dream in the language of god it's really know it meaning because now it's in your subconscious it's uh, that language is now yours and we need to start to dream in God's language in the word of God and have our mind filled with God's language not the language of the world not the thoughts of the world 
but with God's ways. So, I think we're all on board here. Romans 10, 6, and 7 says then, what does the righteousness of faith speak? So, again, what I want to talk about here is how do we speak, how do we talk when we're dealing with, uh, with the thoughts of God in our mind? So, the righteousness of, speak, of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, now your heart is your inner man, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So, again, people talk, used to say, well, word of faith, and, you know, well, I don't, I don't do that, you know, some of that. Well, the word of faith is the whole word of God in that, the word of faith which we preach. And Romans 10, 9 and 10 is a very familiar verse, so that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, that's not just saved from hell, but that's having a full salvation in your life. So we constantly then have to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, to believe in our heart, our inner man, that God, not just the mind, but our inner man, that God raised Jesus from the dead. And remember, when Jesus rose from the dead, you rose with him. And then you will have salvation, sozo, full salvation. Also means healing and health, sozo. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession speaking it out, speaking the word out, we confess the word, confession is made unto salvation. Again, sozo, that's not just are you saved, are you going to heaven, opposed to going to hell, etc. It's, it's full salvation. So with your mouth, you are going to confess or speak out God's word for your whole sozo, for your whole health, your finances, regardless of what's going on in the world system. Remember, we say it over and over again, do not make any agreement with fear. Uh, I hear all kinds of things coming through my, my emails and internets and YouTubes. It's all out there coming against you financial crises, food shortage, storing up food, um, hard and bad times are coming, and all that could be in the earthly realm. But you don't live in this earthly realm. You live in the spirit. And in the spirit, make no agreement with fear. I, I make no agreement with poverty, regardless of what happens in the financial system, God says his children will never lack bread. I don't agree with, um, you know, that, that we're going to be without money. 
uh, we're, you know, the whole world is going to collapse, the food systems, all that might happen, but that's not where you live. You live in this fourth dimension. You live by faith, not by what you see. Um, even through COVID, you saw all the things that the, the world was trying to get you to believe that you were going to come down with this deadly disease. And there were so much lies in the midst of that. But that's not where you live. We, we, you know, I was mentioning last night on our Sunday night program. I remember years ago in India, I happened to walk into a leper colony. I was out in, in way outside of a village. And it literally was about 20-something lepers. You know, and I was told if I do this, I'm going to come down with leprosy. And I said, well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that if I walk into something, I go into a hospital, go into that. You know, your faith, um, oh, what's his name that was in South Africa years ago that put uh, germs on his skin under under a microscope. And uh, they they saw all the germs immediately die. And he said, you know, he does not make a group agreement that sickness and disease is going to attack his body so we don't agree that doesn't mean the enemy is not going to try to do that you can try relentlessly to come on you to get you sick to get you feel something to have pain here and pain there and wake up with headaches or anything like that but again we don't make an agreement with it we don't say out of our mouth i am sick or I have something and the doctors say I am going to die. I don't speak it. We don't agree with that. That does not mean we're negating the medical. We're not negating what's going on in our body. Do you listen here? We're not negating what goes on in our physical body. But I'm not agreeing with the report. I agree with the report of the Lord. And remember then it doesn't that. Come out of your mouth. That's right. And so remember in Isaiah, what is the report of the Lord? The report of the Lord is, I am healed in Jesus' name. So, for the with heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession, that means speaking it out, is made unto salvation. It's the same with your finances, and that the whole financial systems of the world, and it is world financial, could collapse. Uh, the elite are planning on it to collapse, wanting it to collapse. But I'm not going to collapse. I'm not going to agree with it. That doesn't mean our finances are going to be attacked, couldn't be attacked. That doesn't mean the banks might close. That doesn't mean you might turn into digital currency overnight. But again, we are not going to agree with devastation or with poverty. Poverty is not from God. And the more you live in the realm of the spirit, the more you live in this fourth dimension, then the more you are free from any realm of poverty and lack. If you remember Second Peter 1, 3 uh, says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. There it is, the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So 
Again, God has stored up everything you need in the realm of the heavenlies. But you have to receive it. Receive it and believe it. Believe it first, receive it, and talk it, speak it. So that's what this is all about today. What do I say? How do I speak? Now, a couple things here, thoughts. God can't answer a prayer to do something he's already done. God can't answer a prayer to do something he's already done. And how many times are we praying for God to do something in our life, someone else's life, that God says, I already did that 2,000 years ago. And secondly, God can't answer a prayer to do something he's told you to do. So he's told you to go into all the world, preach the gospel. He's told you to lay hands on the sick. He's told you to heal the sick in Jesus' name. Go heal the sick. And how often are we asking God to do something when he said you go do it? God can't answer a prayer to do something he's already done. He's already healed you 2,000 years ago. By his stripes, you have already been healed. Second Peter 2.24 who himself bore our own sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you have already been healed. Now, if the word says you have already been healed, Jesus then is not going to go back on the cross to save you. He's already saved every soul that's already been saved in the realm of the Spirit. What do they need to do then? They need to receive that salvation. They need to confess it. So what is your prayer then? If by his stripes you have already been been healed, I understand that. I see it. Then what is my prayer? And God, how do I receive that healing? If you've already done it, how do I then receive what you have already done? And that's the real question and the real prayer. So I've seen, after all of these years in healing ministries, most of the people, it's not a question, do they believe that God could heal? The thing is, they don't know how to receive what God has already done. Now, I believe in, uh, where does it say, is it in, uh, in Ephesians and in 2 Corinthians uh, 5, um, uh, let's see, in 12, uh, let's see, 10, 11, 12, 13, then that God has already taken care of the sin problem in this earthly realm. He bore your sins and iniquities on the tree. So then if you're dealing with sin, How do then you get free of it? You ask forgiveness and you receive the blood of Jesus. You have a relative, son, daughter, mother, father, brother, you have someone close to you that needs to get saved. They need to then receive the salvation 
that Jesus has already done. Often we're praying, God, would you please save Johnny? Please save, you know, my sister Sally or Susie. You know, we're, we're praying for God to do something he's already done. So what's he say then? He says, how are they going to get saved unless somebody preaches, unless someone tells them? So then your job is to go and tell them about the salvation that Jesus has already done for them and how to receive it. How do they receive it? Well, it says the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, the word which you're now preaching, the word of faith, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So our job is to tell people then what Jesus has already done. He died for them. His blood has cleansed them if they receive it. They need to believe God raised him from the dead, and they'll be be saved. For with the heart, one believes. It doesn't take a long time. This doesn't have to take years to believe. It could be instantaneous. With the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession. Now, I think confession is very important. Some people have been saved for years and have never told anyone, never spoke it out. It's good to speak it out. Confession is made unto your full salvation. Again, it's speaking and speaking the words. So, God can't answer a prayer to do something he's already done. We need to know then what he's already done for you. He's already saved you. He's already healed you. He's already prospered you. He's already set you free. He's already set you free from your past. No matter how hard and difficult and abusive and whatever your past was, he's already set you free. So what you need to do then is to receive everything that Jesus has already done for you Believe it in your heart, and now confess it with your mouth. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I have already been healed. And I receive that for myself and for Miriam, for those that are listening. Lord, I receive that salvation in Jesus' name. I receive that healing. I thank you, Lord, that you who was rich became poverty for me, that I, through your poverty, can receive your riches. And that, so I thank you, Lord, you became poverty for me, that I'm not destined for a life of poverty. And again, regardless of what happens in the banking systems, regardless of what the world elite and all are going to try to do, and that that is not my destination, so I don't have to agree with it. Now, that has nothing to do with the car you drive and nothing to do with your home, how big your home, how many, anything like. It has nothing to do with the amount. It means you will never live in lack. That's what poverty is. Poverty is lack. So that's what God says. He who was rich became poverty. That's the word there, not poor. Poverty for your sake, that you through his poverty can receive his riches, receive. There it is again, receive. So, Lord, could be us, could be many listening. Lord, that they are dealing with a lack, 
And the Bible even calls it a spirit of lack. Well, Lord, we don't agree today with any lack in our lives. Lord, you said you have given us everything we need for life and godliness, that we are to live in an abundance. Now, I don't want to interpret that in an American, European, Western understanding. As you know, Miriam and I deal with many third world countries, our two fellowships in Haiti. We support and feed 200 children every month in Port-au-Prince in Haiti. Our four little fellowships in Fazilbad, Pakistan uh, that we do. Um, we also have in India and our wonderful fellowship in Rwanda, Nagatori, northern Rwanda. And so, uh, again, we deal with people that live in a different financial level than we might in America, in Europe. But they are not to live in lack and poverty. God's word says that all of their needs will be met in Christ Jesus. So we're teaching them constantly how do they receive what Jesus has already done. And again, these scriptures that we just said there in 2 Corinthians 9.10 and 10.9, and that, that was written 2,000 years ago. It was written in Israel, in the, in the Middle East. It was not written in America. It was not written in Germany or France or England, you know, in, in European. It was written to people back then that lived in entirely different situations. And yet God said they will live in a place of blessing and a place of, of uh, abundance for their own lives. So again, we can't just put our own standards on that for everyone. But I personally believe that poverty and lack is not from God. God says it's not from him. And uh, so how do we receive then we receive by believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. You're going to believe in your heart by hearing the word, hearing the word, even right now, today, hearing the word, hearing it over and over again, not one time, over and over again, till it becomes part of your belief system. That you start to believe that God has not destined me for poverty and lack. It's not in God's plans for any of our lives, for Shannon, for the program, for Omega Man, for any of your ministries. That's not God's plan. So we need to then be able to receive what God's plan is. God's plan is for a full abundance. I'm not going to put it in Western term, nothing to do with what you drive or how big your house is. I don't think God cares what kind of car you drive, he's got a chariot <laughs> pulled by white horses. <laughs> so, And uh, he moves in the realm of the spirit. I don't think he cares about your house, you know, that that's that important for his life, your life. You know, we just, we need to just believe in his word. Um, again, so God can't answer a prayer to do something He's already done. Examine your prayers now. See how much you've been praying for something that God has already done. He says he's already provided everything you need 
for life and God. If, if he's already provided it, then I'm not praying for, to have it. I'm praying, how do I get it? How do I receive it? And God can't answer a prayer to do something he's told you to do. Either scripturally, that would be logos, or rhema personally in your own life. Now, we're talking about faith in this. We walk by faith and not by sight. We live by believing, not by seeing. Faith counts it done when God says it's done, not when we see it. So again, we walk by faith, we walk by believing, we walk by the word, and not by our physical sight, our physical senses. So we need to know what we already have. Know what you already have, and know who you already are. God's been speaking across the body of Christ to come to a knowledge that we are sons, sons of God. That's very scriptural. We're children, and we are children that are growing up into sonship. And then as sons of God, you are called then to start to rule and reign, to be kings and priests. And I think I shared uh, maybe last week or before that, um, you know, it was only 90 days after the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, came into Sinai, came into the land across the Red Sea, came out of slavery. Only 90 days later that God said that they are to be priests and kings in the land. So we need to start to learn how to come into sonship and how to rule and reign our territory. So I ask all of you, and we've asked in our program, and invite you to our Sunday night uh, teleconference. That's our main one in the States. Um, this afternoon we zoom into Germany. Uh, we have into Rwanda, into India. So you can join any of our programs. But I ask them, what is your territory that God has called you to rule and reign? Well, if you own a home, your territory is your home, your property. Now, it could go beyond that. It could be the village. It could be the town. It could be the city. It could be the county. It could be the state. It could be your whole country and that. But you're called to rule and reign to take authority over the area that God has given to you. So know what you already have. Know who you already are. Come to a knowledge that you are kings and priests, that you are sons of God. That's small s. You're not the son. We, but well, don't you know we're all sons of God? And as sons, then you're part of a family. I'm part of the family of God. I'm part of the inheritance of that family of God, the legacy of it, the inheritance. A couple other thoughts here then. Don't talk about what you don't know. Don't just tell people, I don't know that, I don't know that. Don't talk about what you don't have. Don't talk lack. Don't talk poverty. Don't talk sickness. Amen. Don't be telling everyone all of your sick problems and your physical problems and everything going on wrong in your body. Don't talk about it because you're just 
boosting it. You're empowering it. But what do you do then? Do talk about what you do have. You have health in Jesus. You have full salvation in Jesus, sozo. You have full, you don't have poverty. Don't talk lack. Don't talk how bad the economy is. And that I hear people doing that all the time. These are church people all the time. This is so bad and so this and the inflation and that. But don't don't talk poverty. Talk about what you do have. What do you have? God has provided everything you need according to his riches and glory. Don't talk about what you can't do. Talk about what you can do. You can do everything that God has told you to do. You can do all things through Christ, and that's not everything, everything. You know you can't do everything, everything. You know, you're not a pilot. You're not going to fly, and you're not going to do this or that or that. You know, you can't do everything. You're going to do everything that God has told you to do. And do talk about what you can do. So I thank you, Lord, that Shannon and I and Mary were well able to do our programs, our ministry, um, we're well able to broadcast. We're well able to teach the word. That's what God said for us to do. So we're able to do it. And we're learning how to do it better and better. And the word says, I can do all, all uh, things through Christ who amen. strengthens me. Amen. But again, the all things, Miriam's not all, all things. That. Um, we're not scientists and we're not farmers and we're not and that but we can do everything that God has told us to do. Amen. Now Philippians four nineteen, a very familiar verse. My God shall supply all your need, our needs, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All our needs. So if God has supplied everything I need today everything I need today, then I'm not going to talk poverty and lack. God said I supplied it. So the question is, how do I receive it then? So God, somewhere you have put everything I need. You've put all my health. Some people say that in the heavenlies there are storehouses of organs. And that in one sense I believe in the spirit realm there are. And that God has supplied everything you need for your health, for your heart, for your every part of your body. And also Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Miriam just said that. We can do all things through Christ. But the all things is all things that God has told you to do. Second Peter 2.24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins. And boy, I have to, you know, take that. I said, God, I am dead to sin. I'm dead to these thoughts, dead to what I hear, what I see like that in the natural, that I might live for righteousness, for right standing with God, and by whose stripes I have already been healed. That's why it's so important to take every thought captive, every thought. Amen, amen. And Miriam, your mind is going to be bombarded with thoughts of poverty and lack and inability and sickness and disease. 
And, you know, we're a little bit older. We're around a lot of seniors in our lives now. And, and that's all I hear is how all the sicknesses and diseases that seniors have, that older people have. But we don't live there. Second Peter 1.3 says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain, all, all, all things that pertain, all things that to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, through the knowledge of him. So, again, we have to know God, to know his word, to know then all of these things. You have to know what he has done for you, and that who called us by glory in his glory in this in this fourth dimension and there's you know there's ten dimensions that are talked about and uh and there's also many many realms in the Lord, but we're called to live out of the spirit to at least live out of a fourth dimension that's outside of the time, and uh God has given me. And Shannon, Miriam, and I, he's given every one of you that are listening everything you need for this life and godliness. So then how you do it? You gotta read the instructions. You gotta you gotta have knowledge of him to know who he is, to know who you are, and to know how to receive all of this that God has. And to know what he's already done for you. Amen. Amen. And if he's already done it, it's past tense. He's already done it. You can't ask him to do it again. There you go. He's already done it. And, uh, you know, we've been teaching for several years now, let religion die. Religion makes one beggars, not believers. Religion. Mm -hmm. If you fall under a religious spirit, you'll become beggar. You'll become consumed with lack, poverty, sickness, and disease, and that. But you are called to be believers in God. Psalm 38, 5 and 9 says, 5 through 9 says, Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. Well, there it is. This is in Psalms. This is Old Testament, Psalms 38. And that we are to put our trust in the Lord God, to live under the shadow of his wings. That reminds me of Psalm 91 also. Yes, it does. They are to be abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. God has a house that is full of everything we need for life and godliness. So then, Lord, teach us how to access that. Teach us how to receive that, Father, in Jesus' name. And you give them drink 
from the river of your pleasures. And so God is saying here, life is not to be hard. It's not to be so hard that all there is is pain and dismal and misfortune. We're to live in the joy of the Lord. We read that last night with Pastor Lottie on our Sunday night. Um, that is in Philippians. We've been going through the book of Philippians. 4.13. Yeah, in chapter 3, verse 1. Finding my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Take joy again. Rejoice. So, Lord, we even tonight, listening to this program, Lord, we take joy again of your pleasures, of your life. For with you is the fountain of life, not death. Fountain of life, not sickness, not disease, not poverty. In your light, we see light. Now, I know that we're dealing right now in Pakistan, our little fellowships and the kids over there. They're going through a horrible time with the the Islamics are rising up. They're burning churches. They're burning the homes of Christians. They're beating them. They're going through horrible, difficult times. But still, our confession is to be, Lord, I drink from the river of your pleasures. With you as a fountain of life in your light, we see light. You are the light of the world. So, Lord, there could be hard times. Lord, our two churches in in Haiti, I just got a message from them this morning. The streets of Haiti are going through horrendous times. Lawlessness. Everyone is rising up and doing their own things, their own ways. And kidnapping. Kidnapping, lawlessness, yes, in the streets of Haiti. And still, God's word is to prevail. So, even in the midst of lawlessness, you can live in a realm of peace. I believe that Paul and Silas, Barnabas, in the midst of their trials, in the midst of jail, imprisonments, they still lived in the joy of the Lord in the spirit. This is a spiritual joy, a spiritual peace that we are to live in regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what happens in the world, in the economy, and the things around us. So again, we are to be believers, to believe the word, to believe what God has said for us. We're not to live under a religious spirit. So again, I say we're to walk by faith. We're to live by believing and not by seeing. Walk by faith and not by sight. God can't answer a prayer to do something he's already done. You need to know then what he's already done for you. And you need to know what you are called to do because he can't do something you are supposed to be doing. You need to believe in your heart. God can't believe for you. You're to believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead, that you are risen with him. You are seated with him. We are to confess with our mouth. We're to speak God's word. Just take one scripture today. Find one scripture. We've just been through a few of them. One scripture and just start to speak it out all day. Thank you. 
Lord, that you have met all of my needs today according to your riches in glory. Just speak it, one scripture. Thank you, Lord, for Philippians 4.19. You're going to supply all of my needs. So because you supplied all of my needs, I don't live in lack and poverty. So I make no agreement today with lack and poverty. I remove those words from my vocabulary. And I can do everything that you have told me to do. So I talk about what I can do, what you can do. Don't talk about what you can't do. Don't don't talk about what you don't have. Don't talk lack and poverty. Don't talk sickness. I know we went through that with Corona. You don't don't receive it. You don't talk it. Even if it's all around you, it's not part of your life. And that we walk by faith. We talk. We walk in the spirit. We walk with our spiritual senses, not with our physical senses. That's what the Word of God says. So, Lord, I do lift up everyone listening today in this program. And I thank you, Lord, for a spirit of knowledge that they will know, that they will know, Lord, who you are, who they are, the knowledge of him, the true knowledge of God. Lord, to take captive of every thought of fear and lack and poverty and sickness and death. Take captive of those thoughts and put them into the obedience of Christ, regardless of what you're going through in the natural realm. You don't live in this natural realm. Oh, your body does, but you're called to live out of the spiritual realm. Higher. Higher. Come up higher, the Lord says. So, Lord, I do speak life today. I speak strength, wisdom. Lord, and I thank you that every one of us has the ability, Lord, to speak your word. Every one of us has the ability to believe your word, to believe what you have already done for us. Lord, you have put that in within every one of our spirits every one of our hearts, and then in our mind. Thank you, Lord, that our mind is being renewed with the knowledge of God and the knowledge of his word today. And so life come forth, health come forth in Jesus' name. Lord, we just lay aside, Lord, all the bills, Lord, all the words of poverty and lack and addictions, Lord, we make no more agreement with that in Jesus' name. Lord, I hold the finances up to you that so many are going through right now. Lord, I hold these finances up in front of you. And Lord, you have not put poverty and lack as any of our portion in Jesus' name. So Lord, I speak full provision today in every area and everything you've called us to do. Lord, no matter what's going on in our physical body, Lord, we don't receive it, don't acknowledge it. Lord, I speak health today. By your stripes, I have already been healed. Shannon and his family and Miriam and every one of you listening now. By his stripes, you have already been. It's already done. So speak what God has already done for you. I am the healed of the Lord. Amen. Yes, you are, Miriam. Yes, I am. The healed of the Lord. 
We are the prosperous of the Lord, according to God's word, his life. So I thank you for all that. Thank you for all your help and, and taking care of Omega Man and Shannon. And thank you for taking care of all of our children in Haiti and in India and in Pakistan and Rwanda through our ministry. In Jesus' name. And again, if you like personal prayer, you want to contact Miriam and I, you can call me at 302-559-1766. I'll say that again in a minute or two. 302-559-1766. You can get me to me through our website, roncohen.org. Very simple. R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N dot org. Roncohen.org. And you can email me at roncohen47 at aol.com. roncohen47 at aol.com. And remember, greater is he that is in me, in us, than he that is in the world. Amen. I agree with that. I know you do. Hallelujah. That's what what we live. Amen. Well, thank you, Shannon. Time went quickly. Sure did. It was a great message. What shall we title this for the archive today? Oh, what are we to say? That's the title, What Are We to Say? Yeah, what are we to speak? What are we to say? Awesome. I love it. Something like that. That's excellent. Okay. Perfect title. And um, we'll get this up here pretty quickly. See you all again next week. Okay, yes. and are you able to send that to me that I can sure. um, I'll have a it to copy you. of that or, or a link to that? Yes, sure. I'll have it to you this morning. I'll shoot it to your email. Is that good? That's great. Excellent. Well, bless you. Anything you need on your end, Shannon, that we can pray for? Actually, there is um, a special request um, for a sister in the Lord named Jessica. And she was prayed for the other day four stage cervical cancer and I believe God has healed her she was on death's door literally and she has revived and we're praying now for uh, healing where the cancer had done any damage but we believe it has ceased it, uh, ceased operation so she needs basically to be strengthened now because uh, her immune Amen. system was wiped out her name is Jessica praying for Jessica. restoration of what the enemy did. And that, that name is familiar, Shannon. So I know it's somewhere in the past months we prayed for Jessica. Well, okay. We do lift up Jessica to you. And Jessica, I send you health and healing. I send you the spirit of health, the spirit of healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We send Kurt. the spirit of faith. Of faith, yes. Into you and into your body, into your very future. And every cancer is cursed in your body. And thank you that you are receiving the healing and health of Jesus. We make no more agreement with it. Yes, God. No more agreement that that's what you have. It's what the enemy tried to put on you. We don't agree with, with what... Uh, anything of the enemy in Jesus name and I thank you that the report of the Lord is you are healed amen and amen I agree with that Um, another request before we close uh, my son Jeremiah he is um, still battling some coughs 
you know, I don't know if it's mold or not. I have a suspicion that it's mold. I've moved him out of the bedroom where he was at. And uh, so far, so good tonight. But I'm going to see if that may be the issue. But could you pray for healing of his lungs? Yes. Yes, for Jeremiah. Yes, sir. So, Lord, I lift up Jeremiah to you, Father. Yes, Lord. Lord, that young boy. And Lord, I come against any thoughts of long-term COVID, of lung disease or mold. Lord, we root it out of his lungs, his pulmonary, in Jesus' name. We do not receive it. Amen. We do not receive receive it. it. And Lord, I speak, Lord, full healing, full breath. Lord, that he's able to have the full breath of the Lord in his body, in Jesus' name. Lord, any sickness, disease, Lord, anything, not just mold, Lord, any viral thing that's trying to take root in his system to be gone now in Jesus' name. Yes. Lord, I receive, Lord, for him the spirit of health and send it back to him now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, you have already healed him 2,000 years ago, so he walks in the health of God now in Jesus' name. I agree. Amen. I agree. In Jesus' name. Thank you very much for those uh, prayers. Amen. And, uh, folks, if you are coming in late, uh, we'll have this up in a few minutes. Please get this program and share it with everybody you can. And get over to roncohen.org. Brother Ron, Sister Miriam, thank you for coming on tonight. Yeah. See you next week. We See love you. God wills. Yes, ma'am. Love you too. Bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming on today. Amen and amen. Amen. Shouts out, folks, wherever you're tuning in from. Sister Gail, hello. Elda, Carlos, who else we got out there? Jen, Luda, welcome. Okay, let me save this program. If you're on MixLR, stand by for the refresh. Hey, also, we're back on Blog Talk Radio Effective today, and we have the IceCast server running. You can go to OmegaManRadio.com and see all the options you now have. Uh, Check that out, OmegaManRadio.com. Okay, we'll be right back.